in the new edition, page Shin Samach Aleph, page thirty-two in the in the uh, in the older in the older version. And this this is um, also an extremely extremely difficult difficult uh, piece. Also, part tefila, part Torah, very very hard. I had a havamina. Even maybe we should we should not do it only because it's very hard to piece it together. There are certain there are certain ices here, certain simonim that um, that are so difficult. It's so difficult to follow the uh, this the, the emotional outburst of the uh, of the tzaddik. That I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it would be better. If, if we didn't do it, but then I, I don't want to destroy the Hemshech, so we'll try. And we'll try to, to, to take out whatever, the kudus, whatever we can, but it's it's very hard. It's the, uh, it's a tefillah, and it's very hard to understand, it's very hard to, it's very hard for us to identify with, but maybe that, that itself is Kadai for us to, um, again, as, as sort of a, a glimpse into, into the feelings of a tzaddik. Okay, Elahai, Elokai, my my God, of Vaihev Yisrael, Father and Lover of Israel. Atahu Kol Haini. This is the the theme of the entire of this entire tefillah. Atahu Kol Haini. You are my life's treasure. You are my life's treasure. Atahu Kol Haini. Ukedushascha Kol Oshri Umaodi. And your kedusha Hashem, your presence is the wealth of my entire being, of my very existence. There is no wealth without you. And how poor, and how poor is the rich person who really, who doesn't have you. Although a person might be, a person might own many things, and a person might be financially well off, but if he doesn't have you, he's really poor. He doesn't have anything. How poor is the rich man who lives without you? So now, basically, the Rebbe is going to the Rebbe is going to um, is going to discuss well, more than discuss. It's going to be a critique of of uh, the lives of those people who are who are focused on physical well-being on financial and physical well-being. At the same time, something that we've seen throughout the Sefer, where the Rebbe, on the one hand, is running towards Hashem in the most remarkable way, in the most powerful way. On the other hand, he feels self-doubt, and he feels a, a, a tremendous sense of, of fear. And he's honest about his own, about what he perceived to be his own shortcomings, which causes him to be terrified about approaching Hashem in such a way. It's very hard to translate every word. I'm just trying that we should be able to get the feeling for it. Lama zehevel tebolu atem hevel. There are people, he says, who are right for hevel, that they spend their entire lives, their entire lives chasing after hevel. Chasing after, after things that are meaningless. Chasing after narishkeit. So why are you doing this? Lama zehevel tebolu. Why do you spend your entire life? Hevel Tabolo engaging in these ridiculous things. Why is it that you that you spend your entire life 
seeking, uh, seeking more and more to own, to have more and more, like shards of the earth and 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 filth that uh, like you rejoice over, you rejoice over earthly things. That's what he's saying. But you're rejoicing. You have simch over over pieces of the earth and. And like uh, disgusting and smelly things that, that that belong in that belong on the farm. Remove your imagination, this fantasy that you have that's connected to your hain to your physical wealth. How do you translate such a thing? It's it's this is what it is in reality that you're chasing after your entire lives. Is like the wealth of dead frogs. I don't know why the Rebbe picked frogs over here, and uh, <coughs> maybe there are other things. I guess that also I don't know. Which means you have this false imagined hope. You have this imagined false hope that you that you connect to your that you connect to your wealth that you connect to what you to your to your physical wealth when in fact it's like a, a pile a filthy pile that only brings what that brings anguish to a person's soul let it be revealed to you for what it really is why don't you have rahmanis why don't you why don't you care about your lives that are slipping away with your delusions. Yazuvu, that are slipping away from you with your delusions. How did you lose your minds that you've chosen to dwell in these imaginary, in these imaginary um, palaces? Whatever your palace is, it's a palace that can be made up of money, or it's a palace that's made up of covet, of honor, of glory that you're seeking. To waste your entire life. With this false hope and this false joy, which really brings etzev, sadness, chalom, your whole life is just a dream. Your whole life is only a dream. Why do you sell your souls? Why do you sell your souls in order to give away everything, to give away learning? You can't sit and learn an hour or two a day. You, can, you don't have time for davening. You, your whole life you put into davening, 15, 20 minutes, a mincha marv, you don't even have time. Why do you sell your souls? For something that you can't even drag with you into the grave. You're not even going to be able to take it with you into the grave. And you rejoice over over your money, over your wealth. Oh boy. That uh, at the time, it won't be long that you're going to be sitting, you're going to be lying on the table and you're going to be the feast of a bunch of rats who are consuming your, your cadaver, your corpse, the, the, your dead body. And 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 the uh, and the king will will 
who's who dwells in the I believe it's this the Malchamavis who dwells in the in the shadow of of uh, of death will laugh at you will laugh at you and not only that that the your children your heirs the one who are the ones who are going to inherit your wealth they're going to rejoice in, in those treasures they're going to have a simch in their treasures that you left them so the Rebbe's first, first the Rebbe says, it's not going to be long where you're going to be dying and you can't take any of this with you. And as the rats are consuming your bodies and you realize that you worked your entire life and you gave up, you gave up everything in learning and in davening and mitzvahs and what really counts. And now, and now you, you thought that everybody would be crying and everybody would be brokenhearted that you're descending into the grave and really, they're too busy rejoicing over the newfound wealth that they've inherited. But the Rebbe says, it's not only in death that you're going to have this aggravation. Even in your lives, even while you're alive. He says, besides your fantasies, what do you have? You don't have anything. All you have are a bunch of fantasies. Delusions. Delusions. And the dreamer dies. That's you. The dreamer dies and he's not left with anything. And all of a sudden that delusion that he carried with him his entire life about how important these things are, all of a sudden that delusion explodes. It, it explodes. It's revealed for what it really is. And 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 then and then then you don't even have the dream. There's nothing anymore to take with you. All is gone. The nafshechem, and how shocked your soul will be. Usiyalel, and how your soul will begin to wail and to cry and to and to mourn. The first step that your soul takes, he's talking to these people who are road fe hevel, who spend their entire lives chasing after Narishkite. He says, How shocked you're going to how shocked it's going to your, your soul is going to be, that first step that it takes outside of your body when you die, that first step when the dream explodes, when the delusion is revealed, how shocked you're, you're going to be, that first step outside of your body. It's not going to take like a, it's not going to take a long time. The first step outside of the goof, the first step outside of the body, will that will be revealed. The 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 the, the craziness of that dream of that delusion. What's going to happen? As your as your soul leaves your body, it's going to rush. It's going to try to rush to to, to the bank. It's going to try to rush to to to, to that to that beautiful deck that you finally you know were able to to have, or the or the finally that the nice den or the living room. I mean, it's going to be looking for some place to go. You in the sham as it leaves the body. And it's yearning and seeking out what that which it desired its entire life. So the Rebbe says, "Ha'im kesef." 
for pieces of metal. He's talking about coins. Are you going to, for pieces of metal, afar ha'adama, dirt of the earth, or liniyoros beluyim elu, some worn out paper, which means cash, money. You're going to realize, hikravti is kol chaye nafshi. I sacrifice the entire life of my soul for pieces of metal, and for some pieces of, some worn out pieces of paper, I gave up my entire life. Val'avne gear covered vidimyan ruach. And for meaningless, empty pleasures of pride and of honor, Serafti is Dishmasi, I burned and destroyed my Nishama. Hoy, Chayai, Chayai, Oy, the person when he leaves that first step outside the body. Chayai, my life, my life, what did I do? How did I deceive you? How did I, how did I mislead you? He says, He's going to say as he leaves the body, how did I mislead you with hain, with all, with physical pleasures, va'ayin, and nothingness, and emptiness? How did I mislead you? How did I deceive you? Veich remisich, lidzdaid b'mivtsereitzel, v'efes, how did I cheat you and entrap you in, in, in fortresses of nothingness, of nothingness, that I gave, that I told you the most important thing in life? Ona efne. When the person's neshama leaves the body and he realizes this, then the feeling will be, Ona Efne, where shall I go? To whom can I turn? So now if I seek, if I seek comfort, if I seek understanding in Shemayim, in heaven, in that place of real existence, where things are true, and holiness, I never invested in that world. That wasn't a concern of mine. I'm not welcome there. I feel no shaykhist to that. I have no connection to that world of Ruchnis, of the Ruach. So now what about this world? So this is, this, in this world, the physical world, that's where I placed my entire hope. That's where my entire Mitzis and my entire hope was in this physical world. Ein mokum is. So now I know there is no welcome for me, there is no place, there is no reality. Now I see the world for what it really is. Clouds of mist. Nothing. From the world of truth one sees that this world is just a cloud of mist. So all that he was hoping for and all that he was connected to have no Mitzias anymore. So the Rebbe is describing that awful feeling of not knowing where to turn. To, to turn towards the world of the Ruach. <clears throat> I'm not used to that. It's not for me. On the other hand, on the other hand, to, to turn back towards the world, I see now the world for what it really is, and it no longer exists. It was a ghost. It was meaningless. Bogadati be. I betrayed myself. Ves atzmi remisi. Who did I betray? I betrayed myself. And I deceived myself in my life. That's the only person I, I betrayed. I tricked myself. Vaheim gam ata So am I going to continue lying even after my death? Uva sha'ol tachtis yashlicheni. 
I'm afraid that I'm going to be thrown into the deepest hell. On the Efna, where shall I go? Vana Emtsa, where can I find myself? Oviuma Ayri, my father and my light. Ata Kolhaini, the Rebbe says, you are my treasure. Not this world, not my possessions, not anything. You are Ata Kolhaini Hashem, you are my only treasure. Vihiskarvusi Elecha, and being close to you, my being close to you, Tikvas Kol Chayai, that's the hope of my entire life, is just to be close to you. Of course, the Rebbe says, of course, in his Tfilat Hashem, he says, of course, I have to take care of my physical needs. A person has to be part of this world. But that's not my treasure, and it's not my wealth. And that's not my goal and my objective. Of course I have to eat, I have to drink, I have to have a parnasa. But that's not my goal and it's not my objective. That's not why I live. Hashem, you are my, my only treasure. Those things I have to provide, I'm in this world, I have to exist. But I don't treasure them, I only treasure you. I only treasure my, my, my ruchnis, my avaydas Hashem. That's all I treasure. There are times that I shake up my soul. And for a moment, he says, I shudder. I tremble with the thought that perhaps, perhaps I too am seeking some satisfaction from earthly possessions, from earthly treasures. Maybe I'm also like that. Maybe inside of me there's also this this um, desire to seek out things of this world. Some type of some type of treasure of this world. Some some yearning, some objective other than seeking closest to you. Maybe I also have this in me. And, and when I think about this possibility, I shudder. I tremble at the thought that maybe I also am one of the Reutfei Hevel on some level who's chasing after Narishkeit, who's chasing after this, these physical treasures. My heart pounds. My kishkas pour out. My kishkas pour out. The kol mar tzarech bekirbi. And a great and bitter scream rises from within me. Goyesh, and my bones are trembling. Chayim b'zoyham, a life of filth. V'nitzchi is be'ipush, an eternity of filth, of dirt. Kazeh, like this, lomeli. I don't want. I don't want that anymore. I don't want to have such a thing. What, why would I want that? So the Rebbe Davins and says, If Hashem, if I find favor in your eyes, and if even one precious and shining pearl, if my nisham, if my soul, if I am even one tiny little precious pearl from your throne of glory that still shines inside of me, my nisham that's still shining, a little piece of your throne of glory, 
Then my soul will forever dance with joy, and there's no end to my simcha. This is my entire hope. What else can I ask for? If not for the splendor of my father, Umalki, and my king. Then I have found all that I'm looking for in my life. So now the Rebbe is beginning to feel some simcha. In other words, he rejects. He turns away from that, having me that possibility that perhaps I'm <coughs> one of the right they have. That in any way, that in any way values these earthly treasures. And he says that he dances with joy. He dances with joy at what? At the realization that, that only Hashem is what he's seeking. But now, once again, he's afraid, and he says, "Hain irani But I'm afraid to rejoice, to let go. Ulai mishgehu. Maybe it's all self-deception. Maybe I'm fooling myself. Ulai b'simchasi zoi shemetz anochiyus yis ganev. Or maybe there's just a there's a little. Maybe this feeling of joy that I have, this simcha that I have, maybe it's just a little a little taste of my own ego. Maybe it's not anything that's real. It's just. It's just my own personal ego and pride. And my beloved, And my beloved, Hashem will be disgusted with me and will turn away from me and leave. And maybe Hashem will leave me in utter disgust. Despite these fears, my heart is bursting, and my soul is inflamed. My love for you is burning. And all that I, all the avoda that I that I do for you, shall be strengthened in joy. My father, my beloved. My soul is compelled to ask something of you. I want to ask you something. He says, but I'm afraid. Hashem, you have created infinite worlds. He's referring to the four dimensions of existence. The four dimensions of existence. Hashem, you've created all the worlds. And the divine spheres and angels and rivers of fire, chayas, vayifani, akodesh barasa, all the different angels and all different levels, v'nishmei sadikim, as and you have filled your world, your place of existence, you have filled with the souls of sadikim. Zeh mimal zeh, each is on a higher level than the other. Mizu nichva ba'irishalzu. And the ones who are on a lower level are burned by the fire of those who are on a higher level, by the light of the one that's on a higher level. Kulam kedoshim kedushasam, all of them are holy. Kulam tahirim etairasam and pure. Bechulam gedoylim egadlus shafezes shame liquor like lusam nasik. And they are also all of these angels and the shamas are so awesome, are so are so remarkable that it's not even possible to find a name with which to describe them. 
Vesomid kulam oimdim umaisifim lhiskadish besiludim lhitoher lhizgadl ba'ima b'yir. And not only that, all of these malachim, these neshamas, are constantly sanctifying themselves more. And purifying themselves more. And becoming even more awesome and greater. Ba'ima, with fear, with awe, with yira. Bereses, trembling, abizayibli haraf, without end. Lizka is to have the schus, the merit. Lizkarev ma'at, to come a little bit closer. Lekdushas kedushasecha. The holiness of your Kedusha, Kibachol Gadlusam, in all of their greatness. With all of the greatness of these angels and these Nishamas, still they are only dim, dark, and weak in comparison to the splendor of your holiness. Vani, therefore I, Hoi Palosis Tefereini, terror shatters me. And breaks me into little crumbs. I fall apart. Anish, ani makir, I see. I recognize, I know who I really am. Eches karev, how dare I approach you? When the angels and the neshamas and tzaddikim are terrified, how dare I approach you? Vahim dal vishofel kamoini, lo yechete ba'azaz kazai, somebody who's so, who's so impoverished and so low like myself. How dare I sin against you? By having this chutzpah of approaching you. to dare to ask this from the one who is great and holy and awesome. my hands become weak out of embarrassment. my knees are shaking and are failing me out of fear. I will kel emes. But what should I do? God of truth. The bottom line is, can I hide anything from you? Can I really conceal anything from your from your awesome way of seeing the truth, of seeing everything? Everything is revealed before your eyes. This second, you're gazing into the secrets of my soul. The ones even I don't know. I can't see. And Hashem, you know all of my thoughts, you know what I want. Even those thoughts and those things that are hidden even from me. And in the the depths of who I am, I can't hold myself back from crying out to you. My father, my king. I beg of you, Rachem, have mercy. Have Rachmanus on this poor and pitiful one. Who's trembling, who's shaking in, the, in, in your presence. Have Rachmanus. Please show me some sign. Some good sign. Just let me know. He's asking Hashem, let me know in some way. In my life, am I getting closer to you? I don't know. Just give me some sign. This is the question that he's afraid to ask. Until now, it was just trying to ask the question and expressing how frightened he was. How dare I even ask this question of you? But he says, what I'm asking you, Hashem, is the following. Even though the neshamas, and even though the malachim are, are shaking and trembling, and I can't even, and I can't believe I'm gonna, I have the nerve, but I have to ask you this, because you know, because anyway you know that I'm thinking it. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you for, to, to let me know somehow, to show me, is my life meaningful? In other words, is it working? Am I am I getting closer to you? 
maybe I'm deluding myself and I'm just getting further and further away from you. Hashem, please, I beg of you, let me know. If the little bit of good that's inside of me, do they belong to you? Is it for your sake that I do these things? That little bit of good in me, is it yours? Is it working for you? Is it on your team? Or perhaps even those little things that are good inside of me, I really just what? Self-deception. Just a trap, <coughs> deception from the evil inclination. He says, Oi, this is the most important thing in my life to find out. This is the most important thing that I, ha- I must find this out. I want to know, if only I could know, where is my soul right now? Where am I? Who am I? Where am I holding in your eyes? And what is my eternal place? Who is going to give me permission? Who is going to allow me to throw myself, to throw the pieces of myself before your splendorous feet and to scream out, Hey lucha nefesh mauna nefesh hakeka lehiskare vilehimas bidushasacha. Here is my tormented soul. If only I could do this and throw myself the pieces of my being in front of your feet, at your feet, and scream out, "Here, Hashem, is my tormented soul, which is thirsting to surrender and melt in your presence." Hey lucha nefesh mitsuka. Here is my soul <clears throat> that's that's terribly worried, that's terrified, that's terribly worried, that's distressed, ladas, because I my soul wants to know, that perhaps it has detoured on its journey to you. Perhaps my my soul is de- is my soul desperately needs to know. Have I some way, with my tefillin, with my talis, with my Shabbos, with everything, have I somehow gotten lost on the journey to find you? Fear has gripped my soul. Perhaps, instead of getting closer to you, I have made myself further and further away from you. Here is my soul that can't live without you, Hashem. Can't live without you. Hashem, Hashem, my light and the source of all holiness, my holiness. Atahu Kalhaini. You are my entire treasure. Uven hofas shchinas kevaydcha bi vahastarosa. When I feel your presence inside of me, nafshi misgalgelus. Bahi faosa chayay mayfiim. When I feel your presence inside of me, my soul comes to life. When I feel you inside of me, my soul comes to life. Hu vahastarosa gam chayay mustarim. 
But when you are hidden, then my own soul is hidden and my own life withers away if you're hidden from me. Va'atem. You're not used to such a thing, no? He takes his Yiddishkeit very seriously. <laughs> very serious business. Could you imagine if we, if we would feel one millionth of this, we walked into shul. How could you even share this with people? You know, we could do in our little chavri here, we could talk about it. Talk about this to people. You see what's going on in the world. I'm saying in our little world. What the tzaddik is holding, what he's thinking about. He's talking now to the outside people. To the outside people. Earthly people. People are very much connected. They're right for heaven, people. The people are chasing this world. And give great importance and value to things of this world. I ask of you, since you guys feel very comfortable with the outside world, you enjoy the outside world, right? So you like the world, it's good. That's where that's your headquarters. And you like to take, you know, all kinds of skiing trips and surfing trips, whatever you like. That's your place. So he says, I ask you something. Huh? I wouldn't focus on that. That doesn't. Whatever your personal preference is, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> why did you take a Why did you take a look into the world that you yourselves are so connected to? Take a good look at the world. Go and spread out to every corner of the earth. And you know what? Is look. El Ha'esev. Look at the, look at the blade of grass. El Ha'eres and the powerful tree. El Ha'remes, the insects, the crawling creatures. El Ha'reim and the great beasts. Take a look, you, you people from the outside. You who would not understand what I'm talking about. You who live at what I'm talking about. You who believe completely in your whole Yiddishkeit is just your whole life in this world. Well, he's not talking about people who are Machal Shabbos. People who are Machal Shabbos are not, are not, that's not, that's not who he's talking to. He's not talking to people who don't believe in Hashem. The Anshei Chutz. It's a terrible name, Anshei Chutz. You can imagine what Vishul would be called. Chevres Anshei Chutz. De so-and-so, you know. Chevres Anshei Chutz. It's a pachad. With all the youth groups and the Dallas and with the outings and the barbecues. And the Kiddushes, and with the Ataharesas, Anshei Chutz, people from the outside. Take a look, he says, at the world that you give credence to. And look at all of the, the blade of grass, the tree, the animals. Look how, look how, look how they rejoice. Look, the grass is growing, and you could see, you could feel the simch in the grass when it grows. And it rejoices in the animals. And when it comes time to die, it shrivels and if you see that the world becomes sad, when things of the world shrivel and, and, and die, you could see it, you could feel it. He says, my friends from the outside, if you're bale nefesh, if you're sensitive people, you're sensitive people. A lot of the Anshei Chutz enjoy poetry and music, and, and they consider themselves to be very, very sensitive people, the Anshei Chutz. 
Very sensitive. Gam elsi moroim suenechem. Look up to the heavens. Uruas kipas arakia. And take a look and see the sky. Tachtis kisei hakova, the next page in the new edition. The the lining of the of the throne of Hashem's glory, which I'll have to another minute. Bechol ever upina avne yikar. When you look into the heavens, don't you see everywhere you look, you see shining and beautiful, precious gems, stars, and the moon. Like pearls, shining, beautiful gems and pearls when you look up at the night in the sky. He says, look and see. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, right? Take a look. The Rebbe says, seek them out. Try to understand. These stars that you enjoy looking at are really Babuas Nishmes Yisrael, are just a mere reflection of the souls of Yisrael, of the Jewish people. That dwell beneath the throne of God's glory. Asher gamlonu minoiga sistrom yeholu. We enjoy their light. Umin roze or yazriku and their mysterious light is shining upon us. Loma zebamorum kulam yaloizu. You ansheichutz, look up and see the stars. And the, and the light of the stars that we enjoy so much and it shines on us. And of the moon and so on. And it's just a mere reflection of the Nishmas Yisrael of a Jew's Nishama. And when you look at the stars and you look at the light waves, they seem to dance for joy. The light waves seem to dance for joy and their rays make happy all who look upon them. When you see the rays of the sunlight or you look at the shining stars, you feel a joy, you feel the simch of the world and that causes you to rejoice. But if one of those comets, if there'd be a falling star, if one of those comets would fall down to the earth, <coughs> then it will lose all its sparkle and brilliance and it will be just what a filthy, disgusting hole, a crater. If one of those shining stars would fall into the, into the earth, it would just be what? A disgusting mess. It will be hard to believe, was this the thing that once, that once was lighting up the heavens? Is this the beautiful shining star that was lighting up the heavens? And is now what? No more than some filthy rock embedded in the earth. Who, anybody who passes by says, ugh, this is disgusting, look at this filthy thing. I don't know. We have to. I guess we have to. We have to stop here. People have to. You have to go because we. Huh? What? Well, I could. Well, let's just do one more sentence. At least to, uh, it's a little bit. Uh, when I end going to Shabbos, sitting in a crater someplace. Yifterunali hashemayim begameim haaretz v'tzatzeh has chidasam. Mahi simchas chayeim. He says, 
talk to the stars and ask them, try to understand what is the mystery, what is the joy that causes, that seems to emanate from all of these stars and from the planets, what is the joy that seems to be coming from them when they're in Shemayim? She says, look, everything in the world has its own pain, its own obstructions, its own problems. He's talking now to the earthly creatures. He's leaving the stars for a second. He's talking to the animals and to the, to the grass and to the insects. He says, listen, you have plenty of your own sorrows. You have your own sorrows. This one's reminds this one's crushed under somebody's foot. Another one's attacked by another animal. Zebamaimishotif is drowned. Zebaniskasin is covered by some cloud that's taken away. What are you so happy about? In other words, he looks at the grass now and the insects and the rest of the world says, What is your simcha? What is your joy? Everything that's alive in the world, every plant, everything, every animal, dances and rejoices while it's alive. <clears throat> but in death, there's mourning. They mourn. Even though the, the world, these things don't understand what is death. They don't know what death means. But as they shrivel up, you feel their sadness. They don't understand what death means. They sense their, as their death is approaching. The grass, the animals, the things of this world sense as death approaches. So he's asking, why is the death, why in the death do they seem to be so sad, even though they don't know what death really is all about? That they, they're filled with sadness as, the, as death approaches. <laughs> is it that they too have found a hidden treasure that when they're alive they're, they rejoice with maybe when they're alive they had a certain treasure and that caused them to be joyous <laughs> do they like human beings mourn as death approaches as death approaches and they have to let go of a certain hind, of a certain, of something that they felt in this world that was theirs. So now he turns, in the, the, the last paragraph on the page, he now returns and speaks directly to the earthly people, to the Anshe Chutz. So we'll continue over here, Mitzvah, next week. With the rabbis, with the rabbis calling out to the anche, to the anche, uh, to the anche chutz. Okay, shkoyos.